Good morning and welcome to the Monday podcast from allthingsgerman.net and ponzeonsprachschule.de. Good morning. Well, since it's raining again on a Monday, mm-hmm. we've come back inside and we're going to talk about one of the things that we often get asked, which is people who want to move to Germany from abroad and what you need to do that, what mm-hmm. are the prerequisites. And something that I've been through twice. Mm-hmm. So you're a good example. I'm a good example. So uh, I, I know my paperwork, I mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. It changes now and then, but... Uh, so, as a EU? EU citizens have it easier. Okay. These days. So, there's a... You don't need work permits for a start. So, provide... You still need a job. You can't mm-hmm. move here and, and stay here. You need to be able to say why you're moving here. So, the, the first step is to find somewhere to work or mm-hmm. to study and then to find somewhere to live and then to move here. Mm-hmm. And it's when you actually move here that all the paperwork starts. Okay. And I believe you moved here in 1993? I came in 93 as a works placement student. Mm-hmm. And 95 again mm-hmm. to live. Um, the paperwork stayed very much the same. What does it require? It gets more, it gets more complicated, but the forms are the same. Um, well, the first thing you have to do is you have to go and register. So you arrive, you've got seven days to go to the town hall mm-hmm. and register that you've living at this address and things like your passport number and where you came from and... Your birth certificate? No. No? No, okay. don't need the birth certificate. I haven't uh, needed that other than to marry mm-hmm. and to renew my passport. Okay. Okay. Um, but I registered and then they want to do things like how long are you staying for mm-hmm. and things like if you're staying under three months they're not so worried, you you're a tourist, basically. That's right, up to 90 uh, days. Yeah. Um, once you're over that, then you get the next set of forms for the residence permit, Aufenthaltsgenehmigung, and that requires more. That requires your uh, work contract. It requires your rental contract for the flat. And... Did you need any kind of sponsorship? No. I mean, somebody to sign something for... You needed, um, well, no, because you've got these two things. So you've got uh, proof of income mm-hmm. with, the, with the work contract. Mm-hmm. Um, what they then like to see is, is your net income, mm-hmm. which is, of course, the contracts don't have in. They have the, the gross income. That's true. Yeah. So the first time, I think, possibly I had to go back with, with one of my um, payment slips mm-hmm. before they would give me the permit. They give me some temporary permit for three months until I could produce some pay slips. Mm-hmm. And the second time, knowing the system, I went back and I actually had the net wage worked out. So I, I, I told my employer I need to know what I'm going to be get, getting net mm-hmm. based on my tax bands and things. Mm-hmm. And they worked that out for me. So I've got the figures and, and that was okay. And having given them all these paperwork and they take a photocopy of your, of your passport and um, make you sign various things... They send this off to the Ausländerbehörde. Uh, did you have to use the one in Frankfurt? Because the no. Frankfurt office uh, is notorious no. for long lines and oh, people. At the, t- and at the time when I was a student, I moved around. That was the first problem. So I was in Oberursel mm-hmm. to start with. So I went to Oberursel, they filled in the paperwork. And they said, if you don't get it within a certain amount of time, you have to go to... The Ausländerbehörde in Bad Homburg. That's right, yeah. And Bad Homburg has two. Mm-hmm. It has one for citizens of Bad Homburg, mm-hmm. or residents of Bad Homburg, and one for the rest of Hochtaunuskreis. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the one for the residents of Bad Homburg was at the time in the... In the oh, well, back, back then it was in the um, Stadthaus, which they pulled down, but it's now in the Rathaus. And so the queues there are very small, and I had to go to the one which was at the time in the Kisselefstrasse, and that was for the rest of Hochtauskreis, and that was, yeah, standing on the corridor in a queue, mm-hmm. um, which you were sorted by surname, and I remember at the time there was a lot, it was sort of the you know, some Balkan War type time, and so there were a lot of people from, from Croatia oh, yeah. coming in, and so the queues were quite long, so I had to wait there, and then they were waiting for paperwork, and the trouble was then, I moved to Epstein, mm-hmm. which is in Meintaluskreis. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, they then sent, uh, when I registered in Epstein, which was, a, again, you have to then register your move, um, they then got all the paperwork from Bad Homburg mm-hmm. and sent it on to Hofheim, because Hofheim is the okay, capital of yeah. Meintaluskreis. Um, and Hofheim were a lot quicker and, and had it done fairly quickly and... Probably smaller and yeah, sem- not, not yeah. so many foreigners. Yeah. and sent me the, um, the note or something and I had to go, to go mm. and pick it up in the in the evening, which wasn't easy because I wasn't in li- working there at Epstein, so it was mm-hmm. awesome. which evening are you open, when can I come and mm. yeah. get After time off? Right. Yeah, um, so that was the first step and so once you've got this bit of green paper that says, oh... Lovely word. Yeah. Um, you're basically covered for five years. You're allowed to live here. Um, they wanted, like I said, they wanted to the two contracts, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, or what they also what can also happen if you're living with someone. So if you have a room in a flat, uh, i.e. untermieter, so not really the, the tenant, but you're living mm-hmm. with someone who is the tenant. Um, then they want something from the landlord. So mm-hmm. the landlord has to sign something to say, okay, he knows you're living there, right. and it's not a problem. You're subletting and it's okay, and yeah. uh, the other person asks for permission. Yeah. Now, what about any fees? Um, do you remember how much you paid for, you know, like, was it like 30? Or f- well, back then we had D-marks. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. I think, I, I think to register... Um, to register, it may have been 10 marks. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about not much yeah, each time. It's about like ten no, marks yeah. each time, maybe. I heard. I mean, I know it's a bit off the topic, but I just read that the UK has really raised their prices or their fees for citizenships and uh, residence oh, permits, yes, I mean, and like to five hundred thirty pounds. Some people can't afford it. C- citizenship in Germany is expensive as well. Really? How much is that? I mean, it I wouldn't know. It depends on depends on your wages. As far as I know, uh, so they, they look on your month, they, look, they look at your monthly income, uh-huh. and there's, there's a set amount mm-hmm. for taking on the citizenship for doing all the paperwork okay um which i haven't done <laughs> mm-hmm. i know when i got married it was the same that the the permission to marry went via the courts in hessen mm-hmm. and they wanted my wage slips and set their fees according to my income okay i don't remember how much i paid now but uh, yeah speaking of citizenship though would you ever contemplate taking on the german citizenship not not unless i have to Oh, yeah. I've no reason to. Yeah. It wouldn't give you any advantages except for voting. It would give me the voting advantage for the national elections. Right. But I can vote in all the local elections. I can mm-hmm. vote in the European elections. So it's oh, only okay. one that I can't do. So this, that would be the only reason. But I'd lose other advantages. So mm-hmm. anything that the UK has with, with, say, the USA or with Australia or somewhere mm-hmm. where you have, okay, visa waiver or Australia fairly easy 
right. visa rules, I'd That's lose. True, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm sticking well with what I've got. It's, mm -hmm. it, and then I got my residence permit, mm -hmm. um, which I think mm -hmm. I've almost never had to show. <laughs> I had to renew. Mm -hmm. um, I had to renew after five years. And then I got a, 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 an unbefristete, so mm -hmm. one that I don't have to renew anymore. Right, indefinite, yeah. Indefinite. Mm -hmm. um, but only as indefinite as my passport. Mm -hmm. And when I renewed my passport, mm -hmm. they had a new photo biometric photo and I was told in advance that when I renew the passport I then have to take a new photo to the Ausländerbehörde mm -hmm. so that they have the current one on file and when I went they looked at my Aufenthaltsgenehmigung and said oh we don't do those anymore like that oh, yeah. we're going to give you a new one but there was no fee and they just took the old one off me and printed off a new one fairly easy process yeah, yeah. and the best thing was um, there was almost no queue so I went to the new building in Bad Homburg the Landratsamt mm -hmm. And they've split the Ausländerbehörde up. So there's, um, if you're applying for asylum, there's one bit. If you're just applying for your first permit, there's one bit. Mm -hmm. And there's a special office for renewing your permit. Okay. So that speeded up right. the process. Well, that's, that's an improvement. Yeah, yeah, I guess, well, you have to go with the times and, I mean, yeah, see what people need. And especially people who renew their permit are mm -hmm. probably busy working yeah. versus... I don't want to say asylum seekers are not working, but probably they're not, so they have more time to wait. I would say they need more time because they're not used to the, the paperwork. That's true. So anybody here for the first time, uh, the paperwork is in German, and I'm not sure if there was English subtitles on it or not, but uh, mm -hmm. you've got a lot of things to work through. They want to know a lot of things about you. Um, and if you don't take the right paperwork, then you've got to come back again. It's... Yeah, plus, I mean, asylum seekers usually, well, they request, I mean, indirectly, they will get some housing allowance, uh, health insurance allowance. I'm not sure when, I'm not they, sure how. They become, they become a part of the ward, of the German ward then, mm. at first, until they get on their feet. So, I guess, yeah, the German government would like to see more information, more paperwork. Okay. I would assume so. No, but I, I know when I first started, I was gathering the information, I'd been given a certain amount, I'd read books mm -hmm. on the subject, um, which was, what was it called, Live and Work in Germany, was the mm -hmm. book I've got on the site. It's a good one, yeah. Which is one I'd worked through. We'd had um, short introductions at university, what do we need mm -hmm. to take with us, and had that all explained. And so, basically, you, you, you're working on what you know, you go to this office and you learn as you go along, and so the second time when you do it, you basically go armed with a full pack of paper. And which is nice when you get one of the officials who thinks he's going to have to talk you through it, and and you just get everything out. Yeah, well, they, I've got course, it all. Yeah, <laughs> right. They don't have many like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, but after all, I mean, you would think it's a fairly normal process because Germany also is known for its bureaucracy. I mean, do you think what what you can expect if you move to a foreign country? It's. I've I've heard of experiences in other countries, and and they can be worse. Well, like mine, um, mine going to the United States. Into the States. That was really, really rough. I mean, I had to prove that I didn't have TBC, that I didn't have AIDS. I had to have three sponsors mm. signing something, an affidavit that I that they can vouch for me that I will not take advantage of the United States government and apply for welfare. I had to produce so much paperwork and a lot of it in fees too, because even for these medical tests, you know, I could not choose the doctor 
the yeah. United States, well, the embassy told me which doctor to use in Frankfurt and um, a lot of translation fees. I could not choose my own translator. I had to take the one that they you know, suggested or recommended. So all in all, it cost me quite a bit of money and was a lot of hassle. Yeah. If, you, if you come here, certainly if you're coming here from the EU, mm-hmm. you've got next to none of that. As long yeah. as you can provide your valid passport, you can... Uh, I recommend taking a load of photos as well, biometric mm-hmm. photos. Right, right. Um, They're called, yeah. To have with you when you go to these offices, and and you should get through fairly easily if you've got all the documentation. So, mm-hmm. like I say, my my tip is have a have everything together. Have your passport, your rental contract, your work contract, and a load of photos, mm-hmm. and just work through the offices, and and you'll get through fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you start going into other things, if you um, start going into self-employment or getting married and things like that, yes, you need more. And that's mm-hmm. where you start getting into the translation business because to get married, you will need a German translation of your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Got to be done. You can't go to every in, in translator. You need an agency that is approved by the court. But you right. do have a free choice of which ones mm-hmm. from the directory that the court supplies. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I was given only two... <laughs> So, you know, we had to drive down to Washington, D.C. It was like an hour drive and then, you know, go and pick it up again in person yeah. because it, can't, it couldn't be mailed. Because yeah, that, that's right, the lady wanted cash payment when we dropped it off. And there yeah. were a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot I of went, things to consider. I went to Frankfurt and had to pay mm-hmm. as well before they would do it. Right. They worked out roughly how many words and, and how much it's going to cost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And paid, but they did send it back to me by registered post. Yeah, I guess maybe the yeah. United States postal system. I don't know. We had to pick it up again in person. Yeah. I remember that. Hmm. So, but, I mean, that's all behind me now. So, so anybody coming here, mm-hmm. we'll go back a step now, because mm-hmm. that's the registration, and anything after that is pretty much advanced. But the first step is you need a job and you need a flat. So the question is, how are you going to find these things coming from abroad? And, mm-hmm. and my first job I found simply by applying... I wrote letters off with CVs, and um, even then, there's <laughs> I had my CV checked, and I was still making modifications, and I still, things like the German CVs have a photo on, and the English ones don't, and I didn't know this, and... and ah, yeah, okay, those details. So I don't know how many I got turned down, because I didn't put a photo in, for example, but oh, yeah. I was, it, what, what do you do? There's all sorts of... Cross-cultural things like, for example, a German employer will want to see references, but he mm-hmm. wants to see them in, in writing. And an English employer, you won't put the references in. They call, right? They'll call. They'll yeah. ring up or write to these people and ask them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very difficult because you can't provide so much. But as a student, you can get away with it. And mm-hmm. So I was applying, I, and I know I wrote to 75 different companies in the space of a few weeks, and I know that um, about 13 never replied. Mm-hmm. But you do and have one advantage. You, you you knew German at the time, so I you applied in I German. I applied in right? German. Yeah. So all the all, so a lot of companies uh, turned me down, and no, we haven't got placements available. And mm-hmm. the one that I ended up in obviously did have. Um, but um, I think one of the things you ought to do is have a good CV, mm-hmm. possibly in German, so get it translated if necessary. Um, learn what the Important bits are on a German CV, for example, even if you're writing it in English, um, which I've got on allthingsgerman.net on the mm-hmm. finding a job bit, and just keep applying. 
Mm-hmm. Just keep sending it. And of course, it's not cheap to send from abroad. I mean, these days you've got email, you can send PDFs, which I didn't have the option. Right. Um, the companies were <laughs> I had the option as a student of international email, but the yeah. companies mostly didn't. Yeah. Um, so you've got to find the job. Once you've found the job, the best way to find the flat is basically just to come and visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to be on the spot. I yeah. mean, it, you, you can't really rent something or make no. arrangements unless somebody does it for you, somebody that you already I've hooked heard, up with. I've heard of people moving and, and book, yeah, booking via the internet or something and finding something and renting it and then getting there and it's like, it's not what I wanted and yeah. they have to move again or it's... You know. mm-hmm. Getting out of the rental contract yeah. again and... No. Um, so, I know the first time I did it, I came out and looked. Mm-hmm. I just went flat hunting basically and found a flat um, via by a work colleague as it happened but uh, who happened to know something that was the easiest way to ask um, and otherwise I was going to go through the paper but I've only got a set amount of time so I've got maybe a few days here I'm going through the paper checking out flats and when I came out permanently we did this differently so I actually asked the company to put an advert in the paper for me mm-hmm. saying looking for a flat this price range this, this sort of size um, and they did that, collected the answers. I came out and just got a pile of paper of these people have rung. That's nice to have it ready, yeah. Yeah, and I just rang them all back and went around and looked at the mm. flats. And yeah. Those that were on holiday that week, I didn't look at, and, mm. for example. And, and mm. that was the easiest way to find it. I think if you're coming from the EU, it's reasonable to say you can come and visit Germany, especially if you're visiting Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt's so easy to get to. Um, by train, by plane, especially uh, the train that started at the beginning of June uh, to from Paris, Paris. Yeah, yeah, right. so, so it's even faster time, yeah, now, yeah. Um, or the one for, you can get via Cologne and Brussels here mm-hmm. um, from Western Europe. If you're coming from further abroad, obviously it's going to be difficult, so if you're coming from Asia or USA, then you can't just fly over for a week and mm-hmm. maybe look for a flat, but you know, some, somehow you've got to do this, and even to the extent of, okay, so you ask the company to do like I did. And book yourself in a hotel for a week, or mm-hmm. it's the guest house. A guest house, yeah, that's yeah. like a, a sp- sort of bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast like for a, a week, yeah. and somewhere near your near your place of work, and and mm-hmm. go flat hunting in the first week. But it does depend on what you're doing. Are you coming here to work, and you're going to build up your life here, or are you bringing things with you? So yeah. uh, you bring furniture with you, even then, don't. Do what some people don't have the furniture delivered on the same day as yourself, and thinking I need it all there, and then find out. Oh gosh, yeah. I can't put it anywhere. So yeah, yeah. I would always suggest to you know leave without furniture. I mean, <laughs> unless you have a moving company and a big time job waiting for you. So because you will fall in love with new things again. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean you maybe, I, we'll, maybe we'll want to have a piece of German furniture then. When I moved out, I had a flat that was semi-furnished. Mm-hmm. So. There was already a table in it, there was a bit of a kitchen, there was mm-hmm. a, a bed to sleep in. And yeah, and I started buying things to go in there, like bookshelves and things. And mm-hmm. when, I mo- when I moved, it was the next step that I could take the things with me that I'd bought and the things that had been in the flat, it was the time now to get a bed and get mm-hmm. your own tables and things. And, right, bit yeah. by bit then, yeah. But, and that allowed me to do it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So, you think it's fairly easy, I mean, once you know what you have to do and if you have your mind set on it and... I think if you, if, you've got your, if you know what you're doing, if you've got a target, you've got a particular job you want to get to, obviously, look for the job first. I think you've got to know where you're looking for a job as well, or in my case as a student, I didn't mind, it was anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to be a German-speaking country, so I was applying mainly in Germany, I did do one or two 
two to Austria. Um, I don't think I, did I applied to one in Switzerland, maybe, and I know I did apply to one in Holland as well oh, yeah. on the on the on the Dutch-German border. Okay. Um, on the grounds that I could live on one side of the border and work on the other, and I would still be using and I'd have both languages. But mm-hmm. um, I ended up in Bad Homburg. <laughs> And I think if you're coming from abroad, if you don't know anything much about Germany, um, uh, if you can't speak German, you're going to have a trouble anyway finding a job. That's true, yeah. Let's, let's face it, uh, there used to be a lot more jobs here in, with English speakers with, with all the forces here. Um, so you could try and apply for, for a civil position in one of the bases. Mm, obviously, the embassies of the countries used to be bigger as well for such purposes. Um, but I think these days you, you need the language. You need mm. to have a certain amount of language to come here. Or you've got to come here with the target of learning it very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know people that had a job here and they've come and they've learnt German at, in Frankfurt at language school, intensive two-week course, mm-hmm. and they've sort of fought their way through after that. Yeah, so. I would definitely recommend, I mean, you know, but getting to know something about the language. Yeah. But you can't do that if you're working it's in the middle of Hunsrück, Mosel or somewhere, you know, right. out on the land. Mm. Uh, there are smaller companies, if you've got a job with one of them, you're not going to be able to just go down to Frankfurt for a couple of weeks and, and study the language. So the more you can do before, mm-hmm. the better. Sure, the more you're prepared. Yeah. And then find the job. And once you've found the job, start worrying about the, where you're going to live. Mm. So, um, I think unless you've got a particular preference to which part of Germany you want to be in, I mean, there's... Yeah, but Frankfurt seems to be the hardest place. Or Berlin. <laughs> or Hamburg. Or Munich. Or Cologne. There's a lot of foreigners in Cologne as well. Well, I, th- I think, I mean, my top three cities would be Hamburg, Berlin and Frankfurt. Not in that order, I have, but... I have to admit, I was looking at things, and I wasn't looking at Frankfurt. I have to admit, I was looking in Cologne's direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, because I said it's, it's nearer to England. <laughs> yeah. So anything that's nearer is better. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that's further away, so like Munich, you know, they, mm-hmm. getting home from Munich was another four hours drive or flying, and right. uh, Berlin's even further. So, mm-hmm. and Berlin wasn't so you know, well developed as it is now. Mm-hmm. Certainly not in '93. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think if you're coming from, if you were coming from the EU, I would look and make a, a conscious decision. Where do I want to live? How far away do I want to be from my home country? Mm-hmm. So if you're coming from Belgium, really make the decision. Are you going to go Cologne and be near? Mm-hmm. Are you going to go deep into the east or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, if you're coming from the eastern side, Poland and things, Poland and. Republic and stuff, are you going to try and stay near? Are you going to go somewhere like Coburg or, or mm-hmm. Dresden, Leipzig? Or are you going to be further away? And how much mm-hmm. distance are you prepared to take? It's a personal uh, yeah. decision as well. And again, if you're coming from the UK, obviously m- me living so close to the, to the coast, I was literally, you know, Cologne, okay, Frankfurt's okay, Frankfurt's mm-hmm. big. Um, I took the job that I got and I liked it. And, yeah. Yeah, at, the, at the end of the day, I wasn't particularly looking for bad homework, it just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're living further north, let's see, Birmingham, Manchester mm-hmm. and stuff, if you've got flights to Frankfurt, then yes, you're going to be into somewhere that you can get a cheap flight to. Perhaps you can get a flight to Munich, I'm not sure, but I know. Well, 
Well, Frankfurt sounds just more accessible for anything. Frankfurt, yeah. Frankfurt is more accessible for everything. I know there's a very different opinions on Frankfurt for living, for things like nightlife and... I love it here. I mean, I don't go for the nightlife in the city. <laughs> you know, I've got family, but I think it's great. You can have everything in Frankfurt. Yeah. You know, outside of Frankfurt. I mm-hmm. think you, you can choose. You can choose on a daily basis what you would like to have. I think living, living within the, the yeah, train reachable distance, U-Bahn, S-Bahn of Frankfurt, mm-hmm. is, a, is a good idea. I wouldn't want to live in the city centre. No, me neither. But um, I think a lot of people who see Frankfurt don't think that. They, they see Frankfurt, they see this big city. They don't know what's out and about. Well, I didn't know it either until I came here. No. I mean, I had that image. I remember in 1969, I went with my aunt on this great trip just to see the Frankfurt airport. Mm. And that kind of image sticks with you. Whenever I thought of Frankfurt, I thought, big city, smoking towers, you know, like Frankfurt Hooks or that area. And, uh, the, and then when I found out we're moving to Frankfurt, mm. I, like, I was a bit shocked. But yeah. when I came here, it's like, wow, this is so nice. Uh, I, I mean, say I don't go to Frankfurt that much. Frankfurt is for me somewhere to go to the Christmas market, is to go on, okay, business trip, mm-hmm. customers. Um, but it's not open BC. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not somewhere that um, I go just for fun in the evening, so. Mm. But a lot of my acquaintances do. The ones mm-hmm. that are single, yeah. yeah, they like to go out there and they say, oh, it's great to go out in Sachsenhausen and all that. And uh, well, I'm sure it is, but I, you know, we have nice little pubs out here too, and beer gardens. I mean... But we could do a Sachsenhausen podcast one day. Now, that might be interesting. I think a <laughs> lot of you know, people from FIS hang out down there too. Okay. <laughs> well, we probably would see a lot of international people, yeah. Because that's in every tour guide. Go to Sachsenhausen, you know, so. Okay. Well, that was our experience of moving to Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to know more, if you're thinking of moving, want more details, then go to the form on themondaypodcast.com forward slash form. And you can ask questions there in the, in the Monday podcast form, or specifically on the allthingsgerman.net part of the form, there are special areas for moving to Germany, finding a flat, finding a job, with tips and tricks, and of course what you should have on your CV, and mm-hmm. yeah, so please search engines, links. Please post your questions. Exactly. Okay, and we'll be back next week. Okay, sounds good. Hopefully better weather. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. This was the Monday podcast from allthingsgerman.net and pensionsprachschule.de. For more information, visit www.themondaypodcast.com. Responsible for the content, Graham Tappenden and Maria Shipley, 61440 Oberursel, Germany.